necessarily reflect the views and opinions of 90.1 FM, KKFI, Midcoast Radio Project, or its staff and volunteers. about it is appealing everything the traffic will allow no way could you get that happy feeling when you are stealing that extra bow there's no people like show people they smile when they are long yesterday they told you you would not go far that night you open and there you are next day on your dressing room they The makeup, the props, the audience that lifts you when you're down. The headaches, the heartaches, the backaches, the flops. The sheriff who escorts you out of town. The opening when your heart beats like a drum. The closing when the customers don't come. Get word before the show has started That your favorite uncle died at dawn And top of that, your father have parted You're broken-hearted, but you go on There's no people like show people They smile when they are long Even with a turkey that you know will hold You may be stranded out in the cold Still you wouldn't change it Hello to all of you out there. Hello and welcome to this edition of the KKFI Arts Magazine Show. I am Michael Hogue, your host. Glad to have you with us on this Monday in the city. And it's a nice day out there for once. It was supposed to be a nice day yesterday. Not so much. <laughs> As you listen to the Arts Magazine Show right here on KKFI 90.1 FM, your community radio station right here in Kansas City. We cover the arts. Pretty wide scope, too. Mostly theater, but today... We're going to talk about an art gallery, an art gallery you may have visited before, but if you haven't, it's because you didn't know enough about it, but you're going to know a lot about it by the time we get to the end of the program today. Shy Perry is with us. She is the... Uh, see, I'm hesitating now. She, <laughs> she is the manager of the art gallery over at Kansas City, Kansas Community College. And sometimes you can even refer to her as the curator over there. It's with a typical college, uh, and you hear Dr. Mike talk about this, they change the titles all the time. So your title has probably been changed several times, Shai. Yes. <laughs> Not unusual. But we're going to talk about the art gallery here today. Then a little later on, one of the artists is going to call, and we'll hear about uh, what he has going on 
over with the art gallery as well. But welcome to the show. You're uh, you're quite a ways west out there, not as far as the racetrack or anything. But uh, uh, I've been over to uh, KCK Community College. Uh, Thank over, you for I've having me here today. Well, well, you're welcome. You know, I, I saw an email that you had sent to the station, and I thought this might be interesting because this is the last Monday, in fact, the last couple of days of Black History Month here in February, and we always try to do a couple of things connected with black history. And uh, so I decided, why not uh, work her in here on the final Monday of the month? You actually opened up this particular exhibit we're going to talk about uh, with an artist talk. That was last Tuesday. Yes, we had a virtual artist talk um, with the artists across from Pennsylvania down to Georgia on that is on Facebook Live on our Facebook page, KCKCC Art Gallery, um, for everyone to view with the curator speaking about the show as well as some of the artists. And um, we also had some of our art classes in there to discuss and ask questions of the artist's work. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. It's called, uh, this might not be exactly right, but Black Appalachia Exhibit, and it runs through March the 31st. It has a longer title than that, but I want you to say it. To, okay. And to tell you the truth, I'm not real happy saying that whole title. I, I'm afraid it might get me in trouble. <laughs> um, the show is called Holler If You See Me, Black uh -huh. and Appalachia. It is a mixture of two different curatorial shows. Um, so it's co-curated, and some of the artists in the show have curated shows in that um, theme in the past. Uh, called Holler If You See Me, which has an exhibition catalog as well, and Black Diaspora. Um, this is an effort to show black craftsmanship throughout the Appalachian region because it is often looked over and forgotten. Tell us about, uh, before we get into this really deeply, tell us about uh, Appalachia and uh, the African-American culture and how that has uh, grown in that area and why it's significant uh, um, to, to Appalachia? Well, this is personally important to me. I was born and raised in Johnson City, Tennessee, in the northeast part of the mountains in Tennessee and North Carolina region. Um, and I've curated shows with some of these artists in the past. Um, and we just really keep on expressing it and bringing in other artists to the collective to that are speaking about the same things and giving it a voice. Um, when I was about 16 years old, I saw a book on the shelves about photography of the area my uh, from Johnson City. And I looked through this book and there was nothing expressing the black culture or Native American culture from that region, even though my great-great-grandparents built their houses and their communities there. So a lot of artists feel this and feel forgotten and are exploring this and um, making it known to the world that we're here and have been here. Yeah, tell me about some of the themes that mean the most to them that they want to express through their artwork. Um, one of my favorite works by Jason Flack, which he'll be calling later, is The Black Nanny. Uh, it's a beautiful piece of work of a woman there with her headdress on um, during slavery, uh, and she is the nanny of a white child. So this is an award-winning image, as well as some of the other works in the show that are 
very beautiful uh, women with flowers on their heads but then when looking deeper you see that the fabric of their clothing is made out of tribal patterns um, nodding to their ancestry that has been erased yeah. erased you say there's I guess this is an attempt to keep it alive or bring it back whichever you know phrase you'd like to use yeah, I think both. It depends on who you are and how you want to express yourself. Um, myself, along with uh, Jason and Jonathan Adams, who are both in this show, are biracial. So they've been in some shows with me that I call Mixed America, where we are talking about growing up in two different cultures, two different worlds, because even though schools are, are desegregated, the cultural lines are still very segregated, which I relate that to here in Kansas City when you think about the dividing line of Troost Avenue. Oh, uh -huh. yes. Yeah, the East of Troost is a term <laughs> they used to use not so much anymore. The Reverend Sam Mann uh, kind of helped with that, with his, yes. uh, with his uh, civil rights uh, style of preaching. And, yes. uh, but, uh, yeah. In fact, there was even a show on the radio station years ago called East of Troost where they discussed those issues. Yes. Yeah. Well, do a lot of artists uh, want to exhibit there at, uh, at your gallery? Does it have a specific name? I, I've, several times I've called it the uh, Kansas City, Kansas Community College Art Gallery. Do, do they have yes, another name? Yes, that is its name. Oh, it sure. has no, <laughs> no one's claimed it for any sort of naming rights, so it's just the art gallery of the community college. Um, and we also have an art collection that has been um, collected throughout the years since about the mid-90s huh. on um, from different artists around the area. Uh, we exhibit shows that are national. Uh, we've had works as far as Alaska to the Philippines be exhibited there. Um, all different themes. It is the best way to express culture or different ideals is through visual arts as well as performance. We have musicians, poets, um, theater playwrights, all of these things to I express and share with others and have conversation in a safe environment uh, to learn from one another. Tell me about Appalachia. A lot of people probably don't know about it. When I think of it, I think of the Appalachian Mountains. And while I've been through that area, uh, we were headed to the East Coast for the most part. So yes. I can't say I learned a lot by traveling through there, but what is it like? Uh, a friend of mine, the playwright Frank Higgins, has uh, you know, written about the Appalachian area and some of the themes of his plays. I don't know, oh, he, he'll be mad at me if I'm wrong. I don't know that he covered, uh, has covered the African-American and other cultures area of uh of that but perhaps he has uh but uh is it what what needs to be known shy about this i think that you know it, it is a beautiful area to explore um the appalachian mountains goes from the tip of maine in the north down to southern georgia and there's definitely different pockets of culture and tradition there from craftsmanship onward to contemporary art today. Um, it's often seen in films as a, you know, barefoot running around sort of ignorant society in films. 
and that is not what it is. Um, since the show has been up, I've had people say, I didn't know there were anybody who was black in that region. And, and there very much is and, and has been. Um, my family came from South Carolina up through the mountains to North Carolina and landed in Tennessee after uh, s- slavery being freed. So, and then my mother's family comes from West Virginia in a coal mining town. So there's a lot of people that live there and thrive and there's rich culture um, especially in the arts sure we're speaking with shy perry she is the manager of the art gallery you can even call her the curator of the gallery if you wish as well we don't want to get her in trouble if that's not right if i'm wrong if i it's not her fault it's my fault as well and they're they have they are running an exhibit uh black appalachia which will be running through march the 31st uh, what is the, I, one thing I didn't write down was the website. Does the art gallery have its own website, Shy? So we can be found on the college's website at Kansas City Kansas Community College. edu. So kckcc.edu, and the gallery is under the community tab, okay. or you can just Google us as well. Yeah. Well, thanks in coming to the show and all of that. Is it hard running an art gallery? You you probably studied that, so it's probably did, your yes. life. <laughs> yes, um, it's very interesting. There's never a dull moment. Um, there's always something going on, whether I'm getting a new intern or helping a student, um, installing different shows, because we have art all throughout the campus. We have about 10 original murals, different sculpt- sculptures. Um, throughout our hallways, we provide tours help with kids camp and uh, things of that nature um it's not ever boring it you know paperwork is boring that is the boring part (laughs) oh everyone agrees (laughs) yeah (laughs) spreadsheets um but it's necessary because art is a business it is a business that's a that's a good thing to point out i think it's creative it often tells a story uh but it is also a business Mm -hmm. And lots of artists have their own business. Is it easier for them to have their own business and uh, exhibit through galleries such as yours? Or, you know, does that make it even more difficult for them? Um, I think that it's all about networking. You know, going to different gallery openings, uh, finding someone to connect with and be in an art collective with other artists. Um, I've met, I work with someone right now who knows someone in the show from a different experience in Florida that they went to grad school together and we went to undergrad school together. Um, Artists are always kind of moving around um, and we find each other and make a home and a community together. I have found that a lot of them are teachers. They teach art. Mm-hmm. And that makes it uh, easier to stay connected, I would guess. Perhaps not. Um, I'm always learning from my students, always. Um, and seeing how if I share my knowledge, they will express it in a different way. We can look at the same painting and see 15 different views. Oh, isn't that true? Yeah. You can. Uh, I've heard people at art gallery openings uh, say, uh, uh, what does this mean? And inevitably, not every time, but often the artist will say, well, what does it mean to you? Yes. <laughs> and they are often baffled. Yes. <laughs> you have to look at it 
with that in mind, you know, it, what is this? And it helps if there's a title to the work. <laughs> yes. But sometimes, sometimes there isn't. And it, it, it's the impression you get and the feeling you get. What's it remind you of? And I guess that's where a lot of the artists want to go with this. Although in, uh, in this particular exhibit, they have a, a special goal of talking about the, the area and as you've been talking about, the, the unknown culture of the area yes. and how they want to bring that out. Not all of the images are, you know, meant to make someone sad, I think, oftentimes. So there's one image by Jason that is of a slave ship in the underbelly of that ship. So that might, you know, make you sad. But there's other images that are also about the beauty because it's not all about the negative. We're showing both both sides of it, the wonderful community that can come out of people gathering together. Yeah. Well, pe these people were torn from their families, and I, I'm probably not entirely correct. I'm going to say predominantly Africa, where they were sold into slavery and brought on ships over to this area for the purpose, I guess, of being slaves. And a lot of them didn't survive the voyage, from what I've read and all that. Are all of these things covered uh, in, in this exhibit? Things I like feel that. that some of the works do cover that, yes. Um, there's also the growing up in different cultures and the generational trauma that has been left behind in the area uh, from generation to generation after slavery and the things that still go on that, you know, that visible line we were talking about, truce, and here that things have progressed but sometimes in some smaller towns in the south it's still very evident um, and more apparent to someone who is from both cultures of african-american and caucasian you learn from both sides the good and the bad um, i know from experience for myself and jason and i both grew up in the same area that I still see the generational trauma between my grandparents, maybe not quite liking one another. And, and his grandparents sees the same thing, but his grandfather's, he has a painting where they're sitting together playing poker and hanging out at the table. Um, whereas I have never seen my grandparents, you know, put their arms around each other in, uh, in any sort of friendship. Um, so we speak to that a little bit too, and the stereotypes that come from both sides. I see a lot of possibilities for scripts there. Uh, am I incorrect thinking that uh, some of this might have been portrayed perhaps in The Waltons, if any, anybody remembers that television program? No. Yeah, I, I believe it was set in that area, although I, I haven't seen it for years now. but. Uh, may have been perhaps we can get an answer for that before the show ends up we're speaking with shy perry uh, with uh, the kansas city kansas uh community college art gallery on the campus over there the uh the university is located at 7250 state avenue in kansas city kansas if you need to map quest the zip code you need to have that 66112 it's in room 2346 on the lower level of the jewel building and that is uh, essentially what, the northern part of the campus? 
Um, yes, the GPS brings you right to the parking lot Does outside it? of Jewel. Uh, I always say where, where the flagpoles are, <laughs> that that's the right entrance. Well, what, not to be too personal, but what, what brought you here from uh, where you grew up? And uh, uh, what, what, what's your story, I guess I'm asking. Okay. <laughs> what's um, the story? <laughs> what's the story, Shy? <laughs> so in uh 2016, NSICA, which is the National Clay Conference, was held here in Kansas City, and that was my graduating year from my Bachelor in Fine Arts. I studied ceramics, sculpture, and cultural anthropology, so I came here for that uh, conference and just fell in love with the people I met here, and um, I applied to different positions in a gallery and in some craft-making places throughout the country, and this is the one I landed at Kinsey Kins Community College. Um, I was the part-time gallery assistant to keep the doors open, and through that, my position has grown and changed into helping curate the collection, helping do remodels, and um, now I teach art appreciation, um, help out with the art club, and help take students on trips. We're going to Chicago in May. Um, been to D.C. with different groups of students uh, for competitions and other conferences. So I just really found my life here, and I met my fiancé here, and we have a four-year-old. Oh, very good. Now, it sounds, uh, sounds like a pretty typical college campus. Uh, I, I remember it. I, well, not that particular school. I didn't go there, but I remember the college environment well and mm-hmm. things like that. Where I, I remember art appreciation class. Uh, do, do they teach it different these days? We had to learn. She would show slides of uh, mostly it was the great masters. And when the test came, you had to say, Tell us uh, her what the name of the picture was. Oh and, yes, we yeah. have a midterm coming up next Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one of the. I better not say his name. One of the basketball players for the Mizzou basketball team was having trouble, and he says, "How how can I remember this?" And I says, "Well, as you look at the man's face, what's it look like to you?" And he said, "Oh, it's all wooden." I said, "Ah, there you go, Grant Wood, <laughs> American <laughs> Gothic." <laughs> so, but. Those are the kind of things. Uh, a lot of people considered it an easy class, but it depends, I guess, on how you teach it and, and what you show them. You probably show them things differently than, than Grant Wood and some of the other, Renoir or uh, Well, we like still that. follow the textbook and explain those imagery uh, of the classics, but I like for my students to pick out something that they're interested in. I have a young man that's interested in filmmaking. Um, so he's looking at mixed media artists and how they're expressing themselves. Um, they just had a paper due this past weekend on public art making. And that could be speaking about a festival to a architect, um, to a work of the bean in Chicago. That's one of the sculptures I used as an example. One student wrote a paper on the fountains here in Kansas City and speaking about the artist, the maker. Um, How did that come to be? Not everybody liked the Eiffel Tower when it was being put up. They said, what is this ugly thing you're putting (laughs) up in our city? And now people travel to Paris to see it all the time, right? Of course. Uh, So showing them that even your t-shirt 
was designed by an artist. Well, sure, that's true. Uh, mm -hmm. Even things like that are designed by artists. And I guess it's all involved in the marketing. Do you teach, I guess probably not at Art Appreciation, but are there classes where they can learn the marketing aspect of learning art? We do art? have some uh, marketing touch points and uh, business classes in, in that realm. Um, but we cover a little bit of everything in art appreciation from ceramics to yarn and fiber making um, and, and quilt making and the history of it. Uh, so we touch on a little bit of everything. When I think of those things like ceramics, uh, crafts, things of that, I think of Native American culture. Does that, mm -hmm. does that play a part in the uh, uh, Black Appalachia exhibit? Um, it does a little bit for some of our artists. Uh, Jason talks about that in his work, um, and he may mention that later, uh, because he is a Native American, African American, and Caucasian, as myself, um, and talking about these traditions that have been passed down or lost throughout history. Um, I love textiles, Native American textiles, as well as I teach my students about the patterns and quilt making and how that was signals for the Underground Railroad of where to go, whether you would go east or north. Oh, really? How did they work that into Different that? pattern trying pieces in the quilt, and you would hang the quilt outside your house on the window. Um, and when you would see that, depending on which pattern it was, told you the direction. So it was a way of, um, you know, everyone could have a blanket to keep warm, um, but whatever was sewn on it gave you your directional codes. Little clues along the way. Mm -hmm. Kind of their own little secret uh, language, so to speak. Yes. Yeah. Did, did Harriet Tubman have quilts like that, do you think? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Would be interesting to know, wouldn't it? Yes. Yeah. Speaking with Shy Perry, we're talking about the uh, the art gallery at Kansas City, Kansas Community College. Kansas City, Kansas is known for the Quindaro, and they still call it the ruins over there, mm -hmm. where that settlement used to be. Does that ever come up in uh, in any of the exhibits you have over at KCK? Definitely. So we have lots of programs for the community and the students and everyone we serve. Um, one of our groups there, FBOE, uh, ran by Roger Suggs. He, on Thursday evenings, has different guests. They just had um, someone from Wilson's Pizza come in last Thursday. And then before that, we had Mr. Chair, uh, Mr. Mr. Chair, <laughs> sorry. No, that's all right. <laughs> Mr. Chester Owens came oh, in to speak okay. with us uh -huh. and talk to the students about public history, um, which is related to our large mural upstairs, the historical timeline of KCKCC and Wyandotte County. Uh, we invite in chiefs from the Wyandotte Nation, from the Delaware Lenape tribe to come and speak with students and the public because we don't want to tell it's wonderful to tell other people's stories but it's it's also good to let them share their own story from their perspective um we've had gene chavez come in and speak to us about a book that he wrote on mexican baseball in kansas city kansas oh mexican baseball yeah. uh, 
connected in any way with the uh, uh, museum down uh, down on it Vine Street? It was in the museum, yes, mm-hmm. and he did a talk there as well um, on that history and about softball as well. And he's done a couple of films on that that we show on the TV screens in front of the historical mural so people can learn more about that yeah that's well that's the that's the purpose of of art is to learn and give people's personal personal perspective on what's going on you know i i ask artists uh, all the time now this this tells a story is it your story necessarily and sometimes they'll say yes but often they'll say no there's another story that they want to tell beyond that. And occasionally, no, it doesn't tell a story at all. <laughs> one of the past artistic directors for the ballet, I asked him one time, does every dance in in essence tell a story? And he says, no, not always. <laughs> and that answer surprised me because I was always led to believe ever since my childhood that any kind of art, be it dancing, acting, performing, writing, uh, did tell a story for someone uh, but apparently that's not always the case so I, I was wrong on that account I guess but uh, often often they do we're almost up to our half hour break and I believe Jason has, has called I'm, I'm making him wait here uh, until we get to the mid-show break but Shy Perry is with us with uh, the uh, the art gallery at Kansas City Kansas Community College you you may not have been there before but now you can and we'll cover with her where you can go to see this exhibit the the current exhibit running through March 31st is uh is called Black Appalachia there's a longer title to it why don't you go ahead and give the longer title um it's called Holler If You See Me Black and Appalachia okay uh, well, thanks so much so far. We're, we're going to uh, talk with her and Jason Flack, the artist, in the second half of the show. And we'll get to that when we return. You're listening to the Arts Magazine radio program right here on KKFI. 90.1 FM. Freeze Frame! Hi, I'm Russ Simmons with Freeze Frame, KKFI's weekly look at the newest cinematic fair in theaters and streaming. In 1985, a Georgia black bear consumed a duffel bag of cocaine that smugglers had dropped from an airplane. The grisly black comedy Cocaine Bear imagines what could have happened if that bear had gone on a drug-fueled killing spree. The carnage is played for laughs in Elizabeth Banks' twisted opus that generates more than a few shameless laughs. Cocaine Bear may be a stoner's guilty pleasure. Ever wonder what life was like for Emily Bronte, the author of Wuthering Heights? In the romantic biographic drama Emily, Emma Mackey takes the title role in this highly fictionalized Victoria-era bodice ripper that speculates about an affair Bronte might have had with a clergyman in her rural English village. Emily is an atmospheric flight of fancy. We Have a Ghost is a Netflix supernatural comedy that owes a lot to Ghostbusters. David Harbour plays a troubled spirit named Ernest who haunts the house of a financially struggling family led by Anthony Mackie. When they capture Ernest's image on cell phone video, he becomes a social media sensation. The tone of this wacky movie is all over the place, swinging from broad comedy to dark murder mystery. It's lively and sometimes funny, but We Have a Ghost struggles a bit to fill its two-hour-plus running time. Linoleum is a sci-fi drama that the word offbeat was coined for. Jim Gaffigan plays the host of an unsuccessful kid's science show who decides to build his own spaceship. But strange events that defy normal timelines complicates those efforts. Ray Seahorn and Tony Shalhoub are 
part of an agreeable supporting cast. Writer-director Colin West's story is twisty and more than a bit enigmatic. Linoleum may appeal to patient moviegoers who appreciate ambiguity. Well, that's it for this edition of Freeze Frame. Until next time, I'm Russ Simmons with Fox 4 and KKFI-FM. Freeze Frame! Catch the local showcase every Thursday night on KKFI, where we highlight local musicians, poets, artists, and events from the Kansas City and surrounding areas. Curated and brought to you by a different KKFI host from week to week. That's the local showcase every Thursday night from 8 to 10 p.m. right here on 90.1 FM KKFI. KKFI would like to send a heartfelt thank you to everyone who participated in this year's Winter Fun Drive. To our donors, volunteers, programmers, pitch partners, staff, and food donors, we couldn't do it without you. Thank you so much. We haven't quite hit our overall goal yet, and there's still time to pledge your support. So go online to kkfi.org and donate now. It's the perfect time to support your community radio station as we approach our 35th anniversary of being on the air, coming up on Tuesday, February 28th. So please take time today and go to kkfi.org to donate. And thanks again for 35 years of community support. Very important. kkfi.org. You can, uh, in an easy way, contribute to community radio right here in Kansas City. Welcome back to the Arts Magazine Show right here on KKFI 90.1 FM, your community radio station right here in Kansas City. I'm Michael Hogue, your host. We're here with Shy Perry. Uh, she is the manager of the Art Gallery and... Uh, I want to call her the curator, so I'm going to, of the Art Gallery over at Kansas City, Kansas Community College. And she is with us. And on the line right now, we should have Jason Flack, the artist she's been talking about, on the air with us. Are you there, Jason? I'm, I'm here, sir. Nice to have you with us as well. You're, are you calling from back east, Jason? I am. I'm, I'm at home, so thank you for having me. I'm in Tennessee. Yes, sir. Uh, to say, yeah. Well, she mentioned, Shy mentioned, that she was from Tennessee as well. Did you know each yes. other back in Tennessee? No, but it, it, it's how it is. If you're if you're brown, you probably know each other in some way, some kind of small circles. That's just how we talk out here. So I, I knew some of her family, and I'm sure she knew some of mine. So uh, small circles. Sure. Uh, you're multicultural as well as uh, herself? Oh, yeah. I'm a... I'm a buffet of things for sure oh. Absolutely. <laughs> how does that affect your art do you think i was asking shy uh is it the subject matter that you like to cover the most uh t- tell me about the motivation besides some of your work jason by the way will is exhibiting during this black appalachia exhibit that runs through march 31st at kansas city kansas uh, community college tell us about uh your work and uh, how yeah. all that comes together for you. Yes, sir. That's a, and that's, that could be a loaded uh, uh, answer for me because I can be long-winded on this stuff. But, <laughs> well, that's um, all right. But, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's all the above. What you, your question, it's, it's, to answer, it's really to say all the above. It's um, finally in my life, I think, um, I'm at the point in time, like what, what painting gives to me is, is those thoughts of being, uh, in my adolescence, of being confused and um, not knowing really where to, 
even though I didn't know at the time I was representing both sides of the track, so to speak, but I was really uncomfortable growing up because I would go to school and I didn't know where to fit in. Um, I didn't, I was raised by my black family, but I'd come home to a white mother. So that stuff used to just confuse me, um, in all aspects of my upbringing. Uh, and then I lost my twin sister a little, uh, under 13 years ago. And she was the, she was who I ran to for like, is this okay? Like, how should I feel? Cause she was just the girl version of me. So to answer your question, painting uh, is not always about race, but when I can go there, I go there. I'll take a look around in John City where I'm from, and a lot of black artists and brown artists and, 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 and every artist, uh, really, they're not really tackling the subject, and I'm like, I'm not afraid to go there, so I'll go there. And, uh, uh, and I'm not, I'm, I no longer have the fear of, of expressing myself and sometimes the doubts that I still feel but definitely felt in the past, um, the confusion. That's, that's, to me, a playground of emotions and thoughts. And, uh, and, and to put it on a blank canvas uh, is, is an o- another way of therapy and getting it out, so to speak. That answers your question. Oh, oh, oh of course it does. Yeah, it, I can understand why you'd feel that way. Uh, did you feel like your life was divided, perhaps? There, there's a lot of division in my work, absolutely. Um, there, there's, and that's another, it can be another loaded answer, but, but yeah, for sure. Um, there, there's never a time where, uh, in my adolescence where I felt really, uh, confident or had any value. Um, not, and not from outside sources. It was really, uh, internal. So now, uh, that person's gone. I've grown up. Um, now I have some sort of value and I I learned to, uh, it's not ego based, but art is an ego sort of driven thing. It's not a self-centered thing, but it can be a selfish thing. Um, and I, uh, I've, I've now, I've, I've had 30 years of being the outcast and now that's a cool thing. Now, now that's something I can, uh, not only teach, but, uh, use it, it, to my advantage from being a wallflower and studying these things and not just only races, but between classes, everything that you can divide in half. I've spent, uh, my life in e- either household or either side of the tracks or either neighborhood or either, uh, culture. Um, so where I'm from, I just try to say, Hey, John city, use me up while I'm here. Uh, don't just love me when I pass away. Uh, you may not even then, so I can't trust that I'll be a ghost and come back and see you, uh, loving me. So, uh, right now, like, Hey, we're talking about diversity and all this stuff. Hey, let's like, I'm a walking example of, 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 of being quote unquote mixed. Like, Hey, use me, but not just for that reason, but explore what goes on in my mind while I'm here, not when I'm in a jar somewhere, uh, being studied. So I just offer that. Um, so, so I, all the division and all the confusion I have now is actually power because it, it, it all boils down into being called experience, really. I'm glad you think of it as power because it, it's your way of expressing your feelings and you can do it through your artwork. Uh, were you, even as a child growing up, were you interested in art or did that kind of develop later on as things went along? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. It, um, I, I always was an artist, but reluctant to call myself that. And still, it's uh, weird to even say, hey, I'm an artist, you know. But, uh, but yeah, I, I was just a sort of a doodler, sort of illustrator. I just drew everything I consumed in comic books or on TV, you know. And uh, I didn't know at that time I was sharpening my skills. Uh, it was just something to do. Um, back, back then, uh, I don't think this generation understands it. Back then, when you were bored, you had to make things happen. Uh, so that was a that was a, a a big thing of mine, and I always felt that was one aspect. It's funny you bring that up. That was one part of my life um, that I actually felt um, like the quote unquote cool kid, or had some kind of value because I could draw things um, just from memory really quickly. Get get uh, get Jason to draw the uh, 
the the illustrative portion of of the homework i really felt like i had some kind of uh, early purpose then it made me feel really good when the when the you know hot girl in class <laughs> asked me to do this portion of her diagram or whatnot you know that was that was really neat that was first signs and early signs of um uh, of a superpower, I believe. I, you know, I can identify with that. I remember in grade school, our teacher had us do murals. Uh, I was yeah, not the wow. mo- I was not the most talented at that. But there were some in the class that really were. Were you, were you the one that the teacher usually picked to uh, at least start out this mural? Yeah, yeah, I was the one. Um, and and being shy, that was there's there's some more division, right? Like I wanted this attention from this you know sort of skill I had. But also getting in front of people was just as devastating as, you know, cutting off my leg. or It was just the craziest thing. Like, I, I, here, here's what I'm good at. Please see it. But then I want to run behind the curtain. That was, that was kind of my attitude then. Uh, but, yeah, to answer your question, that's, um, I, I was the kid. And, and it made me feel good. It made me feel – and I, I wasn't raised in a crazy household. I, I was around uh, some nut, nutty things growing up. Um, but I had both parents at home. They, were, they still are and were awesome. Uh, they – absolutely let us just have every kind of animal in our house and uh my mom's a painter my dad's a, is an illustrator too so it just it just comes natural so when it came to me I, I i didn't know that i neglected it for years drawing and uh and and probably reserved it for like little love notes here and there to the ladies i dated but, but it was just um uh it was comes in handy doesn't it uh? that was it, it was nothing you know but then it was sparked by um by the by the grieving of my sister i i never painted before in my life and i'm sure that i uh finger painted or something when i was you know yay tall or anything but um i i just uh i said hey, you know i, I received a, a paint set from an old friend uh his mother gave she just kind of felt sorry for me back when my my sister died and, and uh i never stopped since i just thought i can offer something uh, i just got tired of just existing um that what scared me more as i got older was just existing and, and not really producing and so i took this thing i neglected for so long or reduced down for so long, uh, this this beautiful thing called art, and uh, it makes me feel like I'm eight years old again. Well, sure, yeah, and that's and that's a good thing, I think that uh, yeah. that you found that and can express that. Was there a point in life? I mean, a, a major point where you perhaps submitted something for uh, to a gallery or a contest? Or I know it can work in many different ways. Yeah, yeah, um, it's it's probably. Um, probably two or three different things it was first it was gaining the the trust and the uh and probably more importantly the the respect from my artist peers around here that that's the natives and the implants that that come uh to jc or or uh or live in johnson city gaining gaining respect from peers because somebody your, your family will tell your art's awesome and that's that's you need that too and your friends will say the same thing but when you have other creators uh that look at your work and you're like whoa you stand out that's 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 not a accomplishment you can frame on the wall, but that's something that sticks with you. So that that's one thing. Uh, probably the second major uh, uh, thing, and I hope these <laughs> events and, and awards and achievements keep going, but probably uh, my relationship, and I wouldn't be here on this call or in the um, Mixed American show and all the other shows and hopefully more in the future without my relationship with ETSU, East Tennessee State University. And where I come from, you don't you're not taught to, value art it was just like i said it was a pastime. it was something you dismissed it was in the way if it was in the way um and so uh etsu the college here the university here was looked at as like the castle with the drawbridge always up and you could never cross the moat especially from the area i grew up and also um 
just just being so busy and poor not to appreciate art. I used to go to some of my rich friends' houses. They were more wealthy than we were. And they would say, yeah, we're going to Asheville to look at art. And I used to think that was just, they used to bug me out because I thought, like, people just go look at art. That just, that just blew my mind. Like, I can make you some art, but people just go to take trips to look at art. And uh, so I would say peer, peer uh, acknowledgement, peer respect, um, and that, that feeling is mutual. And then, and then also developing and uh, cultivating a relationship with the university, a school that I went to and chewed me up and spit me out. That, that's a huge <laughs> accomplishment for me. Oh my! Speaking with Jason Flack, along with Shy Perry, uh, Jason's going to be part of the uh, Black Appalachia exhibit, which will run through March the thirty-first over at the Kansas City, Kansas Community of College Gallery over there. Can you talk about, or would you like to talk about? It would be a better way of phrasing it. Uh, the, the pieces that you have in the show. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so go ahead. What? What are they, and what do they? Uh, what do they mean to you? What? Where did? Where did it sit in the story of what you want to say? Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I guess I could do it with my own work. I'll, I'll go from uh, the my favorites down to just I'll say a spo- spoiler alert: uh, my self portrait. How about that? Okay, I'll, I'll, that I'll sounds good. Story, uh, about about the three, real quick, if I can. Um, yeah, the um, so I've got uh, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, I have the slave galley. Um, uh, that that kind of you can just look at that and it speaks for itself. But re- the reason why would uh, mixed media every uh, it sounds funny saying this, and I don't mean funny, but it sounds odd to to say this. But every slave uh, depicted in uh, that piece is individually cut out. Um, I do stuff to just really challenge myself, but also I read a book uh, called uh, "To Be a Slave." Of course, there was the movie Twelve Years a Slave," but I, I don't do art um, that is quote unquote black art or black history art to always show um us or brown or black or red and yellow people in peril but i think it's important because i was um i was raised around black folks that either knew their history or didn't and they were okay with not knowing so sometimes you get around some some other people maybe not black folks and they'll think that since you're born brown or black that you automatically know history and i'm thinking like that's that's not that's not true um you you don't inherently know history know what happened but i also want to say too and i say things that are not always uh, right on point with some major um uh, set of buzzwords but also i i paint those things too to, to also let us know like how how black people at one time got here but also what, what person what people got here and from in, in that way that that painting looks and now are there's billionaires and now there's people that some of the most copied people are those people. And I just, I don't know. I just, I look at it more victory than vis- than a victim. Um, but I did explore the viciousness of it, the, uh, um, uh, how crowded. And, um, I wanted to explore and put in, uh, in color, um, you know, those old diagrams, you can just look up slave galley on Google and you'll find them, but they won't look like mine. Uh, I just wanted to put it in color. Um, and, uh, and, and, and put it in your face. Here it is. This is what it looked like. Just, just with my touch, uh, uh, on that, and then um, probably the, the most um, uh, uh, my, my, it might be my most important piece. I'll be honest with you, because it's tied to somebody that's uh, now dead and gone. But it was my great grandmother, and I always say she was my blackest member of my family. And I don't mean skin color; uh, I mean culture and experience. Um, her name was uh, Elizabeth Carolyn Brady, um, and she was my great grandmother. She have uh, raised us, and when I refer to the places where. Um, <laughs> where things went wild it was her neighborhood but she had respect and everybody knew her everybody knew miss brady she drove everybody in the bus she's the first black woman to uh, ever be hired by the um, johnson city transit system 
Uh, so she she was a in my opinion she was a hero and that, and I'm probably biased I think it's I think it's actually more objective than subjective, but she she told me and lot a lot of um, unlike not unlike rather um, um, young ladies of color back in the day she's they're from North Carolina and they migrated of course Kingsport which is our, one of our neighboring cities and in John City where I'm at now, and a lot of the young ladies they went to school but their first really job experience the men the boys her brothers and and fathers father and uncle would would work on the field but they would go to school and their first jobs were either housekeeping uh early on being nannies um uh, caretaking and all that stuff but she earned a relationship with a uh, a doctor who fathered a bunch of kids but she um took care of his his children he was always out doing stuff she always used to say uh that he had other families he was visiting but uh that's another story but he would take care of these white children these they were wealthy kids and they would mistakenly say, hey, uh, mom, instead of her name, because she was around them so much. And the story goes that she would be around them so much that when they were babies, they'd almost call her mother, but at 18, they threw rocks at her. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. it, it just shows you that the, that story gets confused sometimes. People think that's my, that's my great-grandmother. No, no, the, 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 the uh, black nanny sort of thing kind of, I won't say ended, but it was, it was something that really was, was – um, not a thing up until maybe the thirties or forties. My memo would have been in her twenties still in school at that time, uh, early twenties. But, uh, but it's just that, that, that is actually, um, based on that story, but taking it from the fact that the old, uh, black nanny. So that, that painting won an award. I, sometimes I don't know how I just, I think it's the story. Um, <laughs> it just depends. It just, I, I, it just yeah. depends, Jason, on uh, what people are looking for and all of that. Sure. I, but before the thought gets away from us here, did yeah. your great grandmother pass along stories to you about the slave galley that she had heard from her ancestors, perhaps as well? And did did that keep it fresh for you in your mind? You probably always had an image in your mind. Did you try to replicate that image? Um, there, there, there's. I, I grew up a lot of uh, from. There's a lot of stories, but it's a lot of uh, uh, a lot of closed up people. So. I was able to gain her trust, and it's going to probably sound funny, but when my sister passed away, my, my great-grandmother, all of a sudden, it's, it's like I became her deputy to her sheriff. Um, had a lot of cousins, a lot of uncles, um, and I, I got her respect because she saw that I was trying to do something in the midst of uh, this, this really, really traumatic situation and, and, uh, and this really, really thickening grief. Um, and uh, we became really close. So there's stories. There's a lot more that I wish I could have gotten out of her. We were close. Um, but, but she actually was raised by people that were raised by slaves. So, um, I've actually traced, um, I've actually traced down, uh, uh, through, uh, you know, the, the ancestry, uh, uh, dot com and whatever, whatever, maybe the sister site or whatever of it. But, um, yeah, she, she wasn't raised by slaves, but the people that raised her were. And of course there's stories passed down and all that. And they're, and they're very, they're all very similar and they're very, you know, you read a book and you'll, you'll know, you'll, you'll be able to, uh, almost tell everybody's individual experience at that point if they're alive to tell it. Sure. You Now, Shy Perry is with us as well here. She's. Uh, I, I want to ask her who, along with Jason, is exhibiting uh, at the show, which will run through March 31st at the Kansas City, Kansas uh, Community College uh, Gallery of Art. Yes. Um, we have nine other artists. We have Jonathan Adams, Akinto, Lynn Bachman, um, Travel Finn, Pam Fa, Dexter Greenlee, Anissa Lewis, Mary Martin, and Travis Prince. Uh, are you going to be 
here at some point, Jason? Or was Jason the one who did the uh, presentation last week that you did uh, online? He is in the presentation online uh, along with um, Travis, Jonathan, and Mary Martin. Yeah. Mary lives in currently in Pennsylvania. She's the only uh, work of 3D in the show. She has two teapots. One has an image of Trayvon Martin from her uh, body works. Uh Um, And I really like that piece because it's showing in a different light uh, from a functional piece of pottery to someone who has passed away and had an untimely death. Um, So her work is really speaking to that in society today. Sure. Uh, do, do you just paint and draw now, Jason? Do, have you explored other things? N- not that what you do isn't enough. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> yeah, like yeah. plenty. I, but I take no offense. It's, uh, I, I just, uh, if it's not broken, I don't fix it. So um, it works right now. I, I think I'm approaching a, a, a phase in my life where um, for some reason people want to talk to me and listen just like this station here. And uh, so, so I became, uh, I'm be- I, I may be becoming more of a speaker and educator. Um, and again, I say that was, I, I have full confidence, but I also try to play around and say like, I don't know how, but it, it's because of art and, um, and life experience. So no, I haven't really thought about um, dabbling into any other uh, uh, mediums. I, not that I wouldn't, but like I said, if I can paint and I can still do it, my hands can, can work I'll, I'll keep doing that way and if something else came up where i can uh start molding things out of clay or sticking stuff to walls that's not framed and i'll do it but other than that right now i'll just kind of get the ideas it's quicker it's what i know um and i'll just stick with that i think a, a portrait of your great-grandmother would be very interesting at this point people would know mm-hmm. what she looked like and not from just a photo but from from your perspective sure. because you know yeah a portrait is more than just a photograph it's it's more of the soul of the person i've i agree i yeah. knew that even before uh, it was taught to me in a class <laughs> you know, yeah portraits yeah. are are very outstanding like that do, do you have anything you're currently we only have a well i only have like two minutes left anything you're currently working on you'd like to plug here yeah well um i'm actually uh getting ready to be in a show for uh in roanoke virginia it's uh hosted by the virginia Carilion medical center up there um that, the reception is actually in two days. I'm getting ready to take down a, a show in Morristown, Tennessee. I was in that show uh, for the whole uh, month of February. I just got the news, um, which is partially why I can't dabble into anything I don't know yet because uh, I'm busy. and very busy. It's, I worked hard to be busy, but art busy from where I'm from is different and different to me. So um, I'm, I'm actually uh, doing a TED Talk uh in june so i've been prepping for that i'm not a writer but now i have to write a speech and all this stuff so the cat's out of the bag on that so it's no spoiler um <laughs> so i'm really just looking forward to that i've got some um local stuff going on in johnson city you asked me earlier about going to kansas city i don't have any plans to do that yet but but i know of i don't know him but i've, I've i know of uh, an artist named harold smith um i'm a big fan of his work i believe he's from out that way um i absolutely knew of him uh probably a couple of years back his work is really cool and we use similar colors and i just like i like his work so everywhere i go or uh, 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 maybe if my art is on the wall i try to study that region or i knew of, i knew of his work for about maybe three or four years now and uh 
but no, I'm 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 everywhere and nowhere, just like some of my paintings. So <laughs> you said that my, earlier. My, everywhere my can represent me. You said that earlier. You're from everywhere yeah. and nowhere. I I, yeah. I find that very interesting. <laughs> if one day that'll be that'll be the title of my book. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, thank you for calling us up today. Uh, Thanks for having me. We only have a short time here. Does Shy want to? conclude with anything um yes i just wanted to say that the closing reception for this exhibition will be on march 31st from 4 30 to 6 30 p.m we are available for tours of the uh exhibition as well as the collection if you just give us a call or send me an email or a facebook message which number would you like them to call um 913-288-7408 we're also on facebook at kckcc art gallery um and feel free to reach out to us on any avenue this uh, had we had more time i would have asked her about upcoming presentations i'm sure you have a calendar full of things even after this one ends oh, yes. to come up with so you but you can keep track of that uh, by looking at uh, their facebook page and all of that thanks so much for being with us shy perry the manages the art gallery is the curator for the art gallery and jason flack the artist uh, he, from the same town as you in Tennessee. I find that interesting as well. <laughs> Thanks so much, both of you, for being with us today on the Arts Magazine Show. Thank you. Thanks so much. The Jazz Canadian is next. He'll have some great jazz for you this afternoon. We'll have jazz from one to three. We'll have the blues from three to six right here on your community radio station, 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City's community radio. So until next we meet, ladies and gentlemen, at that cross in the road, I'm Michael Hoke. We'll see you next time.
You are listening to 90.1 FM, KKFI 